0: Welcome back to Sustainable Radio on Dublin South FM. This show talks all about the environment and this week I am joined with Sharon from Jiminy Eco Toys, which is an eco-specialist toy company retailing and distributing the earth's kindest toys across Ireland and the UK. Sharon found shopping for her daughter frustrating. Nearly everything was plastic wrapped in plastic, shipped 22,000 kilometers from China. So in 2018, Sharon left her senior role at an American multinational and set up Jiminy to give eco-minded customers more options. And I'm so looking forward to speaking with her. Hi, Sharon, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you, Laura? I'm good, thank you. So firstly, I wanted to ask you, how is a Jiminy Toys sustainable?
1: Uh, well, Germany is, I mean, it's not just, just sustainable, it's also activists um, making toys sustainable and making eco the new normal for toys. So um, what we're doing is we're trying to make eco-friendly toys more available, easier to get by retailing them ourselves directly online to the public, but also supplying them wholesale to shops. And our vision is uh, there should be an eco section in every toy shop. Um, so that people who are actually looking for something that's plastic free, locally made can find it easily because um, what inspired me to set it up was having a small child myself and you know, going out looking for something eco-friendly <laughs> to buy from her, for her and coming home empty-handed because here's the thing 90% of all toys are made in China from virgin petroleum-based plastic which is completely unsustainable and um, the plastic is about 80% of their carbon footprint, you know, turning petroleum into plastic. And then the transport, the 22,000 kilometres from China to Europe, is at the other 20% of the carbon footprint. That's what happens at the end of their lives. You know, they're often mixed materials and so difficult to recycle and not recycled um, and then going to landfill or incineration. <laughs> So, um, what what makes an sustainable toy is like the materials and the transport and and the materials basically it needs to be made from plants, not from petroleum. And there are all sorts of exciting things happening with materials. Um, so you know to the traditional stereotype of an eco friendly toy is a wooden hand carved toy which is beautiful and, you know, long-lasting. but also quite expensive because it has to be carved by hand. Um, and so there are actually really cool things happening with cardboard. Really? That's <laughs> amazing. It's the most, un- <laughs> most unsexy-founding material. <laughs> but uh, you can actually make really good toys from cardboard, not flimsy, not necessarily brown, like, you know, colourful, bright, sturdy toys from cardboard. But for me, the most real In toys, and I'm sure it will be exciting in other industries too, is bioplastic. And bioplastic is just plastic, but made from plants instead of petroleum. So, you know, getting petroleum out of the ground involves all of this awfulness, you know, um, destruction of nature, clearing forests, digging up tar sands, disputes with native people, pipelines, oil spills. And that's before you then it through a refinery and turn it into plastic releasing up to six times the toy's own weight in carbon dioxide which would be a lot. Yeah that's
0: crazy. <laughs> um,
1: in fact making those you know making toys globally making the 90% of toys that are virgin plastic releases so much carbon and uh, we'd have to plant one billion trees to absorb carbon. God. So yeah, <laughs> so so the like petroleum-based plastic is really, really bad just in the making of it. And then there's the whole issue with recyclability and what it end up. And if it does end up in nature, it's there forever. It never goes away, all of those problems. Whereas um, bio-based plastic is very exciting because um, you can make, you make it from plants. And there are lots of different types of bioplastic and people are often quite confused about them. And, um, you know, there are, a lot, we're used to there being lots of different types of plastic. There are plastic types, there are, you know, hard plastic, milk bottles, plastics, you know, there's lots of different types. And equally, there are lots of different types of bioplastic. Um, and so there are compostable bioplastics, mm. but there are, are also durable bioplastics that are not compostable, not biodegradable. In fact, at a molecular level, they're the same as the petroplastics, just without a dirty shadow, you know, that dark shadow of, of where it comes from. And um, those are the ones that are exciting. So green PE, green polyethylene, it's, poly- it's polyethylene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's exactly the same. It's just made from the waste, the agricultural waste, the waste um, products of sugar cane. So after they harvest the food, um, the stalks, leaves, they can actually distill that into ethanol, and ethanol you can make polyethylene. So and you can injection mold that. So if you think about Fisher Price toys, you know, all of those cheerful, colourful injection molded toys, you can make all of them from green PE. That's brilliant. instead of making them from petro PE. Yeah. So I think it's really that's really exciting because the toy industry is full of injection molding machines. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so instead of asking them to get rid of all those machines and get, you know, change all your staff who know how to operate them and start carving toys out of wood instead, like that's never going to happen. Mm. Instead, all, all they have to do, and it's not trivial, but all they have to do is change the pellets. And that that they put sounds in. very
0: simple. And are toy shops and toy companies like adapting to that? Like, are they, are they going to change or have you noticed the change?
1: Yeah. So it's starting. And, you know, that's what we do is we go out and we find those pioneers who are changing over to bioplastic or recycled plastic is another one that's starting. Um, And we bring them in, we buy them in, we sell them to the public, we sell them into shops. And, you know, one really exciting thing that happened recently is one of our, our bioplastic toys, a bucket and spade set made in Denmark. Um, actually, is, is stocked by Smith's Toys now. Oh, wow! And they don't buy it from us. Like we're much too small to, <laughs> we're too small for Smith to buy from us. They go direct to the producer, and they buy in huge quantities, and so they get big discounts. And they buy shipping. They buy from shipping companies at huge volumes, and so they get good prices there. And they use couriers and delivery services at huge volumes, and so they have a huge economy of scale compared to a small operation like us. And so um, what's exciting is they started stocking this bioplastic book in spade, and they can actually sell it at 25% less than we can. Oh, really? Because they buy it cheaper, they pay less for shipping, they pay less for couriers mm-hmm. and they have so much, so much volume of orders going through their store every day. They need less of a markup on each product to pay for the rent, the staff, you know, all of those overheads. Compared to a small business, I guess. So um, I think that's really exciting because there's a sense that eco-friendly is more expensive.
0: That's true. Yeah. A lot of people think
1: that. Well, yeah, they're not, you know, there are ways to, there are lots of ways to be eco-friendly that are actually cheaper. Okay.
0: (laughs) That's true. No, you're dead on. Like a lot of people have that perception. I'm not really sure why, like eating, like eating, not eating meat is cheaper as well. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. But but there are some ways to be eco-friendly that are more expensive, and you know, so like yeah. say, like eco-friendly toys. Like we don't have anything in our shop that's that's pound shop prices.
2: Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean?
1: We have we have we do have things for one or two or three euro, but you you would have a sense of getting more for your three euro in a pound shop than you would get okay. from us, because it's not possible to do tat. It's not possible to do plastic tat. Uh, that's eco-friendly.
0: But your toys will last longer, surely, than in a toy that you'd get in the pound shop. So
1: yes, yeah, no, exactly. Um, but there, so there, but there is that feeling that it's more expensive. But uh, mm. uh, what's mm. exciting for me about the Smith Toy Story is that actually, um, if in cases where eco is more expensive, it might only be more expensive because it's currently subscale. Okay. And so when it becomes normal, and the big buyers, like when done Stores start stocking. Like, you know, when done stores start stocking washable menstrual products, they'll become more affordable Mm -hmm. because done stores buys at a huge volume, whereas at the moment you can only buy washable menstrual products from small, independent retailers who buy at small volumes and don't get as good a price Mm -hmm. and need a bigger markup per item to cover their overheads. So I, I just think it's really exciting that as mainstream, you know, as all these things go more mainstream and they're starting to. So like Garnier, I mean, this is not toys, but Garnier, you know, the big cosmetics brands, they now have oh, a...
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: heard. Yeah, the
0: shampoo bars. Is shampoo bars.
1: Yeah. And I yeah, just saw, um, you know, Locketan, oh, yeah. this. French, oh, yeah. It's a little bit more upmarket than like something stores brand, but they've just started a shampoo bar. And so here we go. So All maybe right. shampoo bars become normal now. Wouldn't that be amazing?
0: That would be. And I think they're listening to the public. Like, you know, we're asking for change We're you know, and they're listening to us. So, you know, what we're all doing, we're all working together to be more sustainable, then other businesses will see that and then they'll start working with us because everyone has to work as a team.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. And so, like, you know, that's we. So we actually say with the Smiths Toys example, that book and spade set, we no longer stock it because I'm not, you know, I I can't afford to sell it at the price Smiths Toys sells it at. Oh. And I'm not going to have someone buy it. Yeah, you know, I, I I think people would still buy it from us. It's like five euro difference, okay? Okay. <laughs> I say th- I think people would still buy from us, but then I, how can I look those people in the eye if they then see it in Smiths Toys for five euro cheaper? I can't. I get, so I'm not I willing get you, to do yeah. that. But also, I really want Smith's Toys to stock bioplastic toys because our objective is not to get rich and it's not to build an empire. Our objective is to change the toy industry, which means eco needs to go mainstream, which means Smith's Toys, Art and Hobby, all those guys need to start stocking more sustainable products so that one day you and I could walk into Smith's Toys and relax (laughs) and buy whatever we wanted because everything on the shelves would be... Plastic-free, you know, free of petroleum-based plastic. Everything would be, you know, like locally made. Carbon that would be neutral. the dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be so cool, wouldn't it? And it, like that's that's the only option. There, like there is no option that society continues the way it is. Mm. It has to change. It has to happen. So we we see ourselves as like you know we'll, we'll go out, find the pioneering brands, we'll introduce them, educate people, explain about bioplastic, and explain why it's good. And show that you can do really cool toys, you know, for, with it, and hopefully help help it to go mainstream. And then, when it goes mainstream, we just love it and let it go. Our, our website actually, at the moment, our in and Spade set is still listed on our website. And if you click on it, you'll see it says you can buy this, you know, buy this cheaper at Smith's Toys. Here's the link. Here's why it's really positive that Smith's is stocking a bioplastic toy. We hope they soon add a second one. You know, so let's all go support them. In their experiment with the eco-friendly toy, <laughs> go over there and buy it from them.
0: God, that's really admirable um, of I think people find you. a bit shocking. That's really that's so admirable <laughs> of you to do. Like literally say to people, like, go to this shop; it's cheaper. But we want them to to change. You know, we want them to keep doing what they're doing. Like that's so admirable of you to do, rather than just not tell them that there's no Smith's version of it that's cheaper. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. And like, I guess that's that's um that's being an activist business. Like, yeah. we're like we could have, you know, for me personally, I could either have picketed outside the doll, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or started some sort of other initiative. But I decided I had a business background and I could just see this for myself. I was just so frustrated with the state of toys and I could see. Yeah, And basically I made a first phone call about the idea of setting up an eco-friendly toy company. And the answer at the end of that phone call was yes. Oh. So I felt like. Okay, come on! I just want to do—I want to do something for the environment. So let's tackle toys in a very hands-on way. I invested my own savings. I have spent my own time, and I really put my money where my mouth is. Mm. You know, to, to really, um, to, in a practical way, make it easier for people to do the right thing. Because we can't expect people to do the right thing if the right thing isn't on the shelf. Exactly. You know, if you go to buy, go to buy a toothbrush and you're presented with all plastic toothbrushes, what are you supposed to do? And you know, two, three years ago. I used to walk into pharmacies and smile and ask for a biodegradable toothbrush, and the typical response was "What?" Oh but you know, God. whereas whereas now actually Boots is stocking bamboo toothbrushes, Colgate That's is true. making bamboo toothbrushes. So, like, I I just feel like yeah, if we just start on the fringes and then pull it pull it slowly into the mainstream, then then one day we'll get there. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And what advice would you give businesses to be more sustainable, like yourselves? I mean, you're you're obviously a role model to all the businesses in Ireland. What so? What advice? Number one advice would you give to a business who wants to be more sustainable?
1: Interesting question. Yeah, I think if you know, just don't accept the way things are and the way things have been, and um, the way that we grew up was like a blip it was a blip in humankind's history and mm. it was completely unsustainable. Like I grew up, my parents used to get a skip, you know, when they were clearing out the house and send off a full skip of stuff. And there's a whole generation of people who think that's normal. That's but true. it's you know, but it's crazy. It's all this perfectly good stuff going to what was landfill. Now it's no longer landfill it's all going to incineration. So um I, I feel like, you know, just because you grew up with that, it doesn't have to be that way and it can't actually be that way. So you know, we all need to change. And actually, when when you do your best and explain it to your customers, they're really appreciative. We get so much appreciation for the things that we do. And even when we do things imperfectly or we make a mistake, we're actually very open about that. And mm-hmm. we get so much love for that. <laughs> we really do. And we also have customers who don't care about eco-friendly. That it's not what they come to us for. They come to us for the beautiful toys or, you know, a cool toy or whatever. And that's fine. But even them, they, they didn't come to us because they were already switched on to eco. But they've left our website a bit more switched on, you know, a bit more educated, a bit more tuned in. So I feel like as businesses, we have huge power to not just um, not just change the products that are out there, but also to to sort of drive the conversation and educate people about eco. And like as a business. A toy business. We influence thousands of euro worth of purchases every time we order, and every time we order, we always include, you know, do not pack, do not use any plastic in the packaging. No bubble wrap. No sealed air. You know, mm. if you feel you need to pack with, pack with plastic, call me first. And um, if we do actually ever get plastic packaging in, we complain very strongly. We actually request that the supplier send a courier to come and collect it. Just just to be annoying. Just to help them remember next time, not to yeah. send us back as plastic packaging Because you have huge power. So I feel like if every business in Ireland did the same, like it's nice, right, we have a purchase order system, just a little software that sends our purchase orders. And that's a standard sentence in our purchase order is please do not pack with any plastic. Just what I said. So it's super easy. We just put it in there and then we send off a purchase order without thinking and it, it's telling them not to send any plastic. So imagine we all did that. Imagine some stores did that.
0: I know, yeah. I, I wish. With one policy
1: change, imagine all the waste they could avoid. So I feel like, yeah, as businesses, we have huge power, and so let's just do it. Just do it one thing at a time, and you'd be surprised if you ask a supplier. Um, you know, one of one out of ten will say no, can't be bothered. <laughs> two out of ten will say yes, absolutely. I wish you'd asked earlier, and the other six or seven might need a bit of time, might need a bit of help. You know, might just you know, you might have to ask them two or three times. But we've managed to change suppliers behaviors just by asking every time we order just ask them you know have you managed to get rid of that shrink wrap yet have you have you found a solution to this and um you, i guess you can just be surprised what you can achieve just by asking so yeah I guess that's what i would key. say
0: like conversation's key yeah that's how you inform people you know people
1: may not know or you know totally yeah exactly and 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 the thing is you know you or i as individuals can walk into a retail shop And we can say, you know, God, it's a real pity all these hairbrushes are in, you know, Mm. plastic packages, you know, pity they couldn't be packaging free. And the poor sales assistant in the shop has very little power to change that. Mm. So they smile and they say, I totally agree with you. You know, and and, and that's kind of the end of it. Whereas, you know, me as a business, I'm spending, you know, like I said, I'm spending thousands of euros every order with these suppliers. So, there are some of them that are too big to care about what I, <laughs> what I have to say, but most of them, you know, we're important to them and we're dealing directly with the owner, the founder or someone quite senior in the business. So when we say to them, listen, we won't accept this product anymore unless you pack it plastic free, you know, we have more clout. So um, I, I am excited about the, the potential of businesses to change, to change mm-hmm. the world, you know, in that way.
0: Yeah, no, you're definitely right. And you buy back pre-loved eco toys, is that right?
1: We do. What well, we do in theory, you know, what's really interesting, uh, Laura, is that um, sometimes the things that we do that get the most uh, sort of the biggest flurry of excitement and people talking to them, talking about it, don't actually get acted on <laughs> by oh, people. Really? So we we have an we have an we have an ongoing offer to buy back pre-loved toys that we already stock. We're not going to, we're just not in a place yet to start buying back random pre love toys, OK? Because every toy that you take in, you need to photograph it, you need to check what it's made from, you need to explain it, why is it helpful toy? You know, it's a lot of work. And so COVID and everything as list. well, possibly, would be difficult to yeah, do. Yeah, you'd with. have to sterilise it. Yeah. So, like, we're, we're not going to start buying back, you know, buying toys that someone bought from someone else because it's too much yeah. work. But if they bought it, you know, from us or from one of our retailers and it's already on our website, then we already have the photographs, we already have the description. So it's it's doable for us to say to take some photographs of that pre-toy and sell it on our website. And um, but nobody has taken us up on it yet. So we announced that in September and uh, nobody's actually done it. Isn't that oh, interesting? That not is a single person. Well see that's and, probably and because they uh, love
0: your toys and you know, they're not going to want to throw it away like you know what I mean Cause well that's the thing it's a bit early
1: exactly it's early so we only started in November 2018 so the typical family who bought a toy from us has only had it for two or three years and they're not finished with it yet <laughs> yeah, exactly um, so I think that's I for me I think that's the main reason and also we started in 2018 from nothing so you know we haven't we haven't sold like you know we not I haven't sold millions of toys yet <laughs> 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 so um, the number of people you know so I I think it's it's that I think I expect more people to take us up on it in a couple more years um, but also it's easier for someone just to give a toy to their friend or their neighbour than it is to have to ship it back to us but we just we wanted to do it anyway just to make a stand because imagine Smith Toys did that mm, yeah imagine yeah, that was normal it, w-
0: they w- it wouldn't be as wasteful you know they'd just be reusing everything
1: exactly and the, the thing is like it's so a lot of big business is built on sort of just quick throughput. Just take the money, throw them the thing. Take, take them and the, throw, the, throw them the thing. And selling anything that's imperfect or pre-loved, it takes a lot more manual work. Like I said, you have to photograph it. You have to look for any flaws. Is it scratched? Is it marked? Is it giftable? You have to then describe those. You need to keep it in a separate location to the brand new versions of it. So we do sell wonky stock. Um, you know, Say stock that comes into us and got a bit bashed. Between between the maker and us, maybe the corner of the box is a bit bashed, and you just you wouldn't necessarily give it as a gift. Um, but the inside is perfect, so we sell that. We call it wonky stock, and um, that's great. But you know, it's, it is it does have quite a, a high overhead. So okay, you have to photograph, you have to describe the imperfections. But then you wouldn't believe how many times we've sold a wonky item, and then someone in a hurry in the warehouse has sent a perfect item. And um, so you know, thirty year old toy. That's we sold it for twenty five and we sold that same wonky twenty five year old toy like three or four times because every time someone bought it by accident we sent them a perfect one because people were busy. You know, so there's all sorts of pitfalls in selling wonky stocks. I can understand why sort of really high volume, high throughput businesses like Swift Toys would balk at the idea of it. Because yeah. they're just not set up for it. They don't have the staff, they don't have you know, you need double the storage space because you need to store, store the new ones separately from the wonky or second-hand ones. So um, it's a big undertaking and our businesses are not currently set up. You know, most businesses are not currently set up for it. So it. Um, but, you know, it's exciting. Zolando, which is this clothing brand who, you know, their new products are only sort of mediocre in terms of sustainability. Oh, did, is that to,
0: Zolando, did you say?
1: Zolando, yeah. yeah They're yeah, advertising a yeah. pre-loved. I saw, I saw that. that. So they the that advertising its fell back, yeah.
0: yeah no, it's so I think brilliant.
1: that's exciting. And if they can do it, then you know, if they can do it and make it work, then then brilliant. You yeah. know, maybe others can too. Exactly.
0: exactly. And I love how positive you are about this because I mean a lot of people you would talk to, I know the environment is such a scary thing to talk about. And you know, but you're so positive about talking about it, like all the change that is coming, you know. So it was great talking to you. Thank you so much for chatting with me. And we can purchase your toys on your website, is that right?
1: Yeah, so we have like 650 eco-friendly toys and books from babies through kids, tweens and teens on Jiminy.ie. So J-I-M-I-N-Y.ie. We're named after Jiminy Cricket, Pinocchio's Conscience oh, in the Disney oh, movie. brilliant.
0: Yeah, that's a great name. I actually didn't get that reference at all until you said it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we were there, and we have a live chat function, and we're sort of we're there to help. So
0: great. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for chatting with me, Sharon. And uh, I wish you all the best in with your with your business. And I can't believe you only set it up three years ago. Like fair play to you. And yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you, Laura. Lovely to talk to you. All the
0: best. Bye now. All the best. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was Sharon from Jiminy Eco Toys here on Sustainable Radio. Make sure to grab one of her toys on Jiminy.ie. That's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining me. You can join me every single Wednesday from 5.30 to 6. But I'm going to finish up the show with an environmental song. I think it's everybody's favourite song Not just favourite environmental song But just everyone's favourite song in general It's an absolute classic It is What a Wonderful World By Louis Armstrong Here on Sustainable Radio Have a great day guys See you next week
3: I see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you